Hi everybody, welcome to my video for the 2024 bundle. Today I'm going to demonstrate a recipe from my contribution to this year's bundle, which is an ebook that contains 25 of my most popular dessert recipes. I've got in there cookies, cakes, pies, frostings, puddings, all different types of desserts made with 100% plant foods, no added salt, oil, or sugar, and they are all gluten-free. It's called Straight Up Sweets, delicious desserts made from 100% plant foods with no added salt, oil, or sugar that are also gluten-free. In the ebook, I also go into a bit of detail about why I don't use salt, oil, and sugar, as well as the grains that I use, the non-dairy milks that I use, I talk about nuts and parchment paper and vanilla and just all the things that have to do with creating desserts. Today I'm going to make carrot cake for you, which is probably one of my most popular dessert recipes. All right, so this recipe has six steps and we're going to start with the first step, which is to put the dates together in some non-dairy milk here. And I'm using just organic medjool dates. And this is what I use when I sweeten desserts most of the time, instead of refined sugars. Um, date, this is what a date looks like if you've never seen one. And they're not a dried fruit, they just come off the tree like this. And they have a very hard pit in the middle. So you wanna make sure you always get that pit out. And then oftentimes they'll have the little cap on the end, which actually came off with the seed there. So you wanna make sure you get both of those off. These taste like brown sugar or maple syrup, and they're really easy to find in the stores, uh, so you shouldn't have a problem. I'm using Medjool. You could use Deglet Noir dates if you wanted to, which is another kind of common date. You can buy them in bulk. You can buy them like this. I find them at my farmer's markets. So I already have all my pitted dates in here with my non-dairy milk. And the non-dairy milk I'm using today is a soy milk. I like to use soy milk for desserts because it's a little higher in fat than other non-dairy milks. So it just gives a richer flavor. And then also added to this is a half of a banana. And you wanna get a banana that's nice and brown like this one. And the measurement isn't super exact, just get a half a banana. You do want it ripe though, because that means it'll be sweeter. And then I'll just cut it into some chunks. And then I'm also adding a oh, quarter cup. I'm adding a quarter cup of brown raisins. These are for later, but I already added a quarter cup of raisins in here. So I'll set these over here for later. And then the last thing is I'm going to add a teaspoon of vanilla extract. You can also use vanilla beans if you want to. All righty. So we're just gonna let this soften and soak for a minute, let those dates get nice and soft. And we're gonna move on to step two, which is to preheat the oven, which I've already done. And then we're gonna get our pan ready as well. You can make this carrot cake as an eight by eight inch cake. You can make it as cupcakes or muffins. 
you can make it in a round cake pan if you want to. And there are instructions for all of that in the recipe. But we're going to use this um, pan today. And we do need to line it with a little bit of parchment paper so it doesn't stick. And what you want to do is just pull out a part, piece of parchment paper enough to cover the bottom and go up the sides. This isn't wax paper. It's specially made to go in the oven. Nothing sticks to it and it can withstand high heat. So it's perfect for baking. If you're using, if you're making muffins though, then you'll want to get the parchment paper muffin liners and use those instead. If you use the regular paper muffin liners, the batter will stick because there's no oil in our cake. So you want to fold this into quarters. If you have a silicone baking pan that's the size, you can also use that if you want. All right, so you've folded that into quarters. Bring your pan back. Hold that center where it's all together. Hold that in the center of your baking pan and hold it there. Don't move it while you press into the corner and along the edges there. And then you'll be able to see the outline. And then if you want to be neat about it, you can trim off a little bit. And then in the corners, I make two cuts just so those corners will lay nicely. And then you open it back up and then you just center it and push it in there. Pretty neat. Okay, so that was step two. I'm gonna set this aside. We'll come back to it, get our mixing bowl out. So step three is to grind the flour that we're going to use. And I'm using oats today, gluten-free oats. You can use any kind you want. I'm using this one degree brand of oats, which I've discovered recently and really like. So now I'm gonna put the rolled oats into the blender because we're gonna make our own flour. Making your own flour is really easy, really fast, and it tastes better when you grind your own. All right, so we're just gonna grind this till it looks like flour. Takes about 20 seconds. You can see there, it looks like flour. Go ahead and transfer it to your mixing bowl. Make sure you get it all out of there. All right, then we're gonna add some other things to this. Two teaspoons of cinnamon. So two teaspoons of cinnamon. This is the ground Ceylon true cinnamon that I'm using today. And then we're gonna put in a little baking powder. I use this uh, Hain sodium-free baking powder. 
Now I'm going to put in a little baking soda. Both of these will help the cake to rise. And a little bit of nutmeg. I use a nutmeg grinder. The nutmeg, partial nutmeg is in there. I like whole nutmeg. You don't have to use full nutmeg. So just grind some onto your cutting board. Pick it up with your, your bench scraper there. And then lastly, we're gonna put in a little bit of ground clove. I buy a little bag of ground clove because I don't use it that often. And a little bit of ground clove goes a long way. So now using a whisk, we're gonna blend everything together here. You can also use a fork, but a whisk, a whisk works really well to get everything evenly distributed. You don't want your, your baking powder, your baking soda, or your clove in one spot. You want it to be evenly stirred in. All right. So there's all of our dry stuff. And that was step three. Now step four, we're going to come back to this. Maybe I'll move this. Now step four, we're gonna go ahead and blend the dates, the non-dairy milk, the raisins, the bananas, and the vanilla. And we're gonna use the same blender jar here. And we're just gonna blend it until smooth. Get all these little raisins out. So this is taking the place of traditional eggs, brown sugar, oil, that traditional mixture when it comes to cakes. So we're just going to blend it until it's smooth. That's it. Happens pretty quickly, especially if you've been soaking your dates. Now we're going to pour the wet into the dry. And I'm just going to use a wooden spoon to stir it. We don't want to stir it vigorously. Just kind of gently fold everything together until all the dry ingredients have been incorporated or to a point where you can't see the dry ingredients anymore. So once we've got that stirred, we're still in step five, we're going to add one and a half, one and a half cups grated carrots since this is carrot cake. And I just use a regular grater like this with the big holes. If you want to use a food processor or something like that, you could. And then I'm gonna add about a half cup of brown raisins. You could also use golden raisins if you had those. I love walnuts in my carrot cake, so I'm adding about a half cup chopped walnuts. All right, so now 
we're going to still kind of gently just fold everything together into the nuts, the carrots, and the raisins are all evenly stirred in. If you don't like walnuts, but you like another kind of nut, you can do that. You could use pecans or chopped almonds if you want to. But I think walnuts are most delicious. And I think they're also pretty traditional for carrot cake. So for step six, the last step, we are just going to spoon all of this batter or pour this batter into the pan. It's gonna be nice and thick at this point. Just get it all in there. Once it's in there, we will spread it out. I always leave a little bit in there so I could lick the bowl later. And you don't have to worry because there's no raw eggs. In this. All right, so now just move the batter into the corners. We want to make the whole, we want to make the batter nice and even in the pan. We don't want there to be like a big hump in the middle, just nice and easy. Push it into those corners. We're not pushing down on the batter, we're just evening, evening it out. So once you have it pretty nice and even, you're done, almost done. Okay. All right, so there we are. We're gonna put this in the oven. Okay, I'm back and the cake has finished baking. There it is, It's it's a little darker than a uh, well, medium brown, I would say, and it's a little extra brown because it's made with lots of dates. So when I take it out of the oven, I put it on a cooling rack like this, and I just let it sit there for 10 or 15 minutes. And then once everything is set up, then I just lift this out and I put it back on the cooling rack. And at that point, I just let it cool completely. And I pull these little sides down. You can do this, take it out and frost it and put it on a cute platter or something, or you can do this, put it back in, back in there, and then you can frost it right in the pan if you want. And I think that's what I'm going to do today. And that makes it really easy if you're taking it somewhere. And when you put the frosting on, which is optional, and then you cut it, it looks really nice because the frosting is just on the top there, nice and even. So I'm going to set this aside and we're going to do the frosting, which as I said, is optional. This is plenty sweet on its own, but I'm going to go ahead and show you how to make the frosting. So in here we have more dates. I have some raw unsalted cashews, a little bit of water, a little bit of vanilla, extract and 
a little bit of lemon juice. Now in my ebook, that's part of the bundle, Straight Up Sweets, you can make this as a vanilla frosting or you can make it as a lemon frosting. Now, since this is going on carrot cake and carrot cake normally has cream cheese frosting, so you have a little bit of that tang, that's why I added the lemon juice. So you can do either one. So I'm gonna use my Vitamix here. These have been soaking for quite a while. Just You just want those nuts to get nice and soft and the dates to get nice and soft because we're going for a really smooth final frosting. All right, I'm gonna just blend it until it gets nice and smooth. And then I usually stop and with my spatula, scrape down the corners and the sides. If it's too thick, you can add a little bit more water, just a tiny bit. We don't want it to be too we don't want to put in too much water. And you can also use your tamper if that is helpful. And I think I usually do use that with this frosting. So I'll put that in there. All right, that is working really well. Let me give it one more scrape. You don't want any graininess, if possible. You want it nice and smooth, so don't be afraid to really crank it up. It's looking really good. And since this frosting has no saturated fat, like butter or lard or cream cheese, it's not going to stand up the same way. So that's why we don't want to add too much liquid because we're trying to keep it thick. And you'll see what I mean here in a sec. Let me give it one more blend. really good. I think I'm going to stop there. And let me get a bowl to put this in. And I'll show you how nice and smooth it is. And again, because we use dates, it's a, it's a light like tan color instead of white. And the more you blend it, the lighter it gets. But I like the color. Okay. Alrighty, so you can see how smooth it is. You don't want any 
little pieces of those nuts showing up or the graininess from the dates. I'm gonna use my frosting knife here. And I'm just gonna go ahead and put all this on top. If you don't like as much frosting, you don't have to put it all on top, but I made sure to have the frosting make a little bit more, just in case there's people out there who wanted extra frosting. So I'm just putting it all the way into the corners. And you can frost this ahead of time. You can frost it, you know, closer to when you're gonna eat it. Doesn't really matter. It even freezes well together, already frosted or separately. So the idea is you don't want any of the top of the cake showing if possible. So I just kind of go back and forth until I get a nice, pretty even pattern. It's really nice. This is very meditative. All righty. I'm going to stop there. There you go. See how pretty that looks? And now I know you want me to cut a piece, so let's do that. You can cut this into nine kind of big party pieces. You can cut it into 16 smaller pieces. It's up to you. I think I'm going to just go for the nine. And you don't want to frost this or cut into it until the cake is completely cooled. All right, and even though the frosting isn't on all the sides, it's a lot on top, I think a lot, so. Doesn't that like pretty? I don't know if you can see that so well up close, but it's cooked through. You don't want the mushiness on the bottom. So let's, let's take a bite here. And I ended up baking this at 350 for 42 minutes. Mmm. Mmm. That is so good. All right, I'm gonna leave it at that. Thank you so much for watching.